Hello there, darlings. Welcome to the Clockwork Cabaret. They are old. They are not hip. They are the weird aunties that you didn't know you needed or wanted. And now, for a friendly reminder, this show is for adults. That darling DJ duo, Emma Davenport and Lady Attercop, drink cocktails, have potty mouths, and at least one of them was raised by wolves. <laughs> sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret! Hooray! Hooray! Have we roused you, fellow Americans, from your food coma? I, I mean, I would hope so. It's very... Hey, it's three days... several days uh, this is, this, past Thanksgiving now. If you're an American listener, it's, it is several days past Thanksgiving, but uh, we all know how Thanksgiving goes. It there lasts forever. The, the day of co- food coma, the leftover food coma. Uh, the leftover, leftover coma. Food coma, and then when you combine everything into a giant sandwich, oh, which is my yeah. f- personal favorite food yes. coma. And with that, I am Emmett Davenport. <laughs> and they are late, and no. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you are Emmett Davenport. I'm Emmett Davenport. I, I have don't know lost all sense of time I was person. not... I was introducing myself. Yeah, I was closing this is the out the beginning. So sh- close out the show. I'm done. <laughs> you were thi- you were thinking about the food coma. And Good night, just- everybody. Yes. No, I'm Lady Avercop. Yes. Yeah. As, far as I know. For uh, yeah. So Thanksgiving has has passed. It's coming on. Uh, I hope that our any of our listeners uh, that are American and work in the service industry have survived Black Friday. Um, and stayed safe. Stayed and safe. Maybe hopefully got a day off. Godspeed, you poor, poor warriors of on the front lines of capitalism. Ugh. We are so sorry because this here had to be an a special kind of an especial kind of hell. Um God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have both Emmett and I have both been on the front lines of Many a holiday. The service industry, uh, both in our current jobs, which thankfully do not involve Black Friday shenanigans, and but also Black Friday shenanigans in the past. Oh so. yeah, no, I ha- I still have PTSD from <sighs> from working for a large corporate uh, book chain <laughs> that shall that remain I, nameless. That shall remain nameless, but uh, <clears throat> I also. That is also one of the reasons why I can't listen to a lot of uh, holiday music. <laughs> yeah, because if you worked I, in the service industry, in any kind of retail, there's a there's a, a couple there's a couple songs that mm. if they start playing, I just immediately start thinking of the next song that comes on after, and the next, and the next, because it played repetitively and you curl up in the fetal position yes. and then i curl up in the fetal position also that was also the time that i would have dreams that i was working <laughs> yeah and then would wake up exhausted because 
as far as my brain was concerned, I'd spent mm. the whole night working. Yeah, and then you have and to go to work. And then I'd actually have to go to work. I have also had those dreams. Yeah. There. That, that was that was not fun. They're not fun. Not fun at all. Oh, so we're hoping yes. that anyone who survived Please survive. Survived. Uh, we we are wishing you health and 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 uh rejuvenation in this most trying time of the year for all of our international listeners you're very lucky you don't have to celebrate this nonsense that's all i'm saying this stupid (laughs) stupid colonialism bs actually we can curse now yes for one uh this is probably going to be very uh shocking to people and probably a very heavy sticking oh. point. I'm not really crazy about turkey. <gasps> La gasp. Like, it's okay. The American bird? Yeah, it's all right. The bird of America? That's fine. I mean, it's a it's a big it's big poultry. I know. It's a it's a big it's, old poultry bird. It's fine. Which is good. I just it's if not, you like poultry? I just I generally like to eat it. On Thanksgiving, and then I'm and done. Then I, and that's it? Yeah, and then I'm done. It's, I'm... I don't... I'm fine with turkey. I mean, I don't, like, go out of my way. You've never... You've never roasted a turkey on a non-Thanksgiving situation? No. No, not at all. In I like... fact, In fact, I don't uh, roast a turkey for the winter holiday either. It's you. You get oh. it. You get it only for Thanksgiving. That's it. That's right. That is an American thing. That also in Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's we, turkey. I do, I've never. I, I've never done. No. Christmas we we turkey. do a ham. In, a Christmas goose. Yes. If we if I tried. We I wanted to do a. I wanted to do a Christmas goose. Uh, one year, and Rupert was very very. Oh. Uh, against it. He why? Well, he said he wanted a goose. He said he the goose was fine, but I also had to cook the cook a ham as well <laughs> just because, in case. because he was like I am unsure, un, I am unsure of this goose thing. He realizes that ham is the most unnatural of all the meats. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is just oh yeah, it is it is ground up pork bits. And, oh yeah, and having and watched water and having watched Mister Ducky and and Rupert yeah, go oh, after that ham. Yeah, they will fucking devour a ham. Yeah, so I can't. Yeah, I mean, no, they love a ham. I do. You know, will. I like a Taylor ham. <laughs> Having family from Jersey, a pork roll. Uh, yeah, that's not any more natural than yeah. any other ham yeah. that has ever existed. But it is salty and delicious. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna judge. I, I, this is a judgment-free zone, especially because people have just our American listeners have just survived a week or a, a holiday. With their family and all of the, the the unique and distinct challenges that that can bring. We were actually just discussing how, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how accomplished you are, it doesn't matter where you are in your life as an adult. The second you go home with all of your siblings, especially if you have multiple of them, you are right back in that weird place that you were when you were a kid. Are are you a doctor now? It doesn't matter. Your brothers and sisters are going to call you Dr. Booger and <laughs> noogie you and try to make you eat the giblets out of the turkey. Because, I mean, 
emotionally make you eat oh, the giblets. Okay. Out of okay. Like they, as adults, they might not actually try to make you eat boiled organs. As as kids, they one hundred percent would have. But like, even if you're a doctor, like they're gonna treat you with a certain level of of a baseline contempt right. that belies your position in the real world. Like you're gonna say like something like, "Oh, hey, uh, could you pass the gravy? I can't reach it from here." And one of your siblings will be like, oh, the doctor can't reach his gravy. I'm sorry, everybody. Everybody, the doctor needs his gravy. The doctor. He needs his gravy. Will you please? No. No. Bypass. No, bypass Sean. What, Sean? 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 I'm sorry. You're still selling insurance? <laughs> You're not saving lives. Give the doctor his gravy. The doctor needs his gravy. And that's going to be your whole experience the entire oh. time. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I I stopped going to family <laughs> Thanksgivings a long time ago. Just <laughs> because of that reason. Oh, Emmett! I Emmett think, needs a gravy, everybody. Emmett needs a gravy. Like they, I think I mistakenly uh, asked for um, less of something on a plate, and that became a whole thing. And oh, you're too good for the cranberry sauce. Yes, now. it was something. It was, oh, no, it was the pickled beets. <laughs> oh, I love the pickled beets. I know you love the pickled beets. I do love the pickled beets. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of the pickled beets, and I believe there was pickled beets put onto my plate, and I didn't want to eat them. And, in fact, I had offered them to some other member of my family, and then yep. and then whoever had brought them was offended. <laughs> That I did, did not want them. And I said, but there, then there's more for you. Yeah. And apparently that was not the right answer. No. It, the right answer was that I should have just shut up and... You just should have left them on your plate, on, ignored. Yes. No, because if I had left them on my plate, there would have been a c- comment about, Do you why, have... are, why are they still on your plate? <laughs> this is the point where I ask, did your family have dogs? Because if your family had dogs, problem solved. Yeah, but my do- those dogs did not like to eat beets. <laughs> I I don't. We never had beets on the table at my family. My fam, my family was only like two generations into Thanksgiving. So the the so was mine. The fair was very like. <laughs> look at the Sears catalog. No, no, actually, let me do the right accent. Oh fuck! Look at the Sears catalog. What are we supposed to be serving? Turkey. Okay, got turkey. Got turkey. Stuffing. All right, that's sausage. I don't know how to do sausage. Um, what is that? Boiled corn? Boiled? All right, boiled corn it is. That sounds disgusting. Well, boiled corn it is. My family was very, like, there was a meat, there was a stuffing, there was a bread dish, and then there were several very, like, no... No, there were two variations of vegetables, and they were both boiled because oh. we were not American enough to know that there were other options. We have boiled corn, and we have boiled green beans, so well, yeah, green and beans. and potatoes yes. because obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, so there was turkey, there was stuffing, and then there was boiled vegetables yes. across the board. That's I believe that's actually a traditional. That's not traditional. Other people's family have like. Corn chowder and like whose family is candied that? Oh, those are, those are fancy. 
Those are fancy families. No, those are families with that have people who know how to cook and have taste. Oh well, see, macaroni and cheese is an option. We never had that. No. No. Because our dumb immigrant family was like, I've boiled the corn, and I've boiled the beans, and I've boiled the potatoes. What more do you want from us? Jesus! And then the weird canned... the can no, we didn't have cranberry sauce. We didn't have cranberry sauce at my house. That was oh. that was too American. That was like I don't I don't know what to do. We with had this. the canned cranberry Shite. sauce. That was always the kind that just came out of the can. Yeah. In the can shape. Yeah. And then sliced. I didn't learn until much later from other people that you're actually supposed to take a, a fork and, and mash smash it up, it up to make it. Make it more or, of a or soft. make your own or make your own. Yeah, I did. Yeah, not realize we didn't do that. cranberries because we did not. No, that was too American. We did mince pies. Oh, uh, which, if you're familiar with mince pies, we did not put the actual meat. There was no beef in the pies, but there was suet. And then later, when we couldn't find suet. There was butter. <laughs> so, so it's just no. It's boiled. It's boiled dehydrated fruit uh-huh. and candied orange and lemon peel uh-huh. and a pound of beef, like every good pie, and also some beef suet and some nuts. And you boil that all together for about two, uh, two to three hours. Uh, and then you add some alcohol and then you, sp- and you let it sit for a year. And then you spoon that into a pie crust, you oh. know. For the holidays, because we came from the part of the world that hates joy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Britain, Scotland, and Ireland. You know it's true. I Beef suet. If your pie doesn't have beef suet, are you even doing it right? What's the point of a dessert without a good, healthy heaping of meat? I mean, I love a pot pie. No, no. Sweet. A sweet dessert. With full of meat. I don't, I don't know. And I unironically freaking love mince pie. That's fine. That's fine. Because I don't have enough melanin not to. There you go. And with that, I think I'm going to play some music. We let our hair grow long. 
That's This Mortal Coil with you and your sister. Before that, we had Fable Cry with Sleep, Oh Sleep. And starting off our set was Anne Brune with Neighborhood Number One Tunnels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
pretty little bee, I see why you might choose it. I'd rather have a madman wasp, cause he plays all the music. Choose the madman wasp, he plays all the music. Lost Fingers with Break My Stride. Before that, we had This Way to the Egress with Lights Out, and starting off our set was Jose Gonzalez with Teardrop. Come my way, cause you know 
Yo 
with Blind and Bored. Before that, we had Robert Plant and Alison Krauss with Can't Let Go. And starting off our set was The Cog is Dead with If You Can't Wait for Me. I just don't know what to do with myself I don't know what to do with myself Nothing, everything for two
grabbed on time That was when I left my body for good And I shook off all the strength I'd earned I wanted so badly not to be me I wanted so badly not to be me Checking its pockets for some lost receipt. Where did I leave that fire? Where did I leave that case with where did I leave that fire before that we had yeah yeah yeahs with dull life and starting off our set was the white stripes with I just don't know what to do with myself
This week's episode is brought to you by Marcel Moreau's guilt-free live fur coats. Surely you are aware of the pitiful plight of the poor ermine or the doomed rabbit, destined to become the height of fashion, but doomed to die in the process. As such, you wish to look amazing come the winter without the guilt and rightfully think of fake fur as something poor people in the insane wear. Worry no longer! Thanks to the latest advances in veterinary surgery techniques, you can remain appropriately fabulous while living free from the despair of exterminating cute fuzzies. How? By wearing your fur while they're still alive! Marcel Moreau's guilt-free live fur coats provide warmth and style while their jolly wriggling and inhuman squeals are guaranteed to start conversations and discourage muggers. Don't get caught in the house of plain. Buy guilt-free live fur coats today. And, hey, North Carolina and the surrounding lesser states, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Why, you can join us, that darling DJ duo and musical guest Charming Disaster, in bidding goodbye to this hell year of 2021 at the Haw River Ballroom in Saxophaw, North Carolina for the Clockwork Ball. There will be costumes, there will be dancing, there will be revelry, drinks, and a coffee bar, if we sell enough pre-sale tickets. There will also be proof of vaccination at least 14 days old at the door, because like all good steampunks, we love science. We can't wait to see your glorious, shining, vaccinated visages. For tickets and more information, go to hallriverballroom.com. And as always, the Clockwork Cabaret was harvested and saved the organs of Mad Wasp Radio to create a delicious gravy of music and merriment.
invented in the 1760s. Other forms of indolence existed, but we flipped these over for the purpose of this argument of mine. The boredom is a symptom of the post-romantic times. The Germans had the Langevel, the Danish Ketzelmed. The French would claim an ennui or a general tristesse. In Greece, Arcadia was the midday demon, scheming at monks and interrupting their dreaming. In the search for meaning in the age of enlightenment, sought the knowledge to which happiness entitled them. A spot of lethargy for recompense for inventing civilization. Well, you know, sort of. Yes, libraries gave us power, and work made us free, but it also made us bored, so listen to me. Some are bored because they're unable to work. Some are so bored of work that they go quite berserk. Some see it as higher than work anyway. They sit and ponder upon the wonder of the everyday. Where is the life we have lost in living? Where is the living we have lost in knowledge? Where is the knowledge lost in information? Not mine, that's T.S. Eliot's exclamation. Boredom is an energy or a lack therein. It's the woo way for those addled with gin. It seems that in one's life one is always waiting for that moment. The moment when the meaning of it all decides to show but the moment never comes or turns out right at the end. So we fed it with telesex or drinking with friends. But these feelings in themselves have little moments of their own. Colouring the nothing with a little something tone. When lethargy is no longer comfortable, take heed. Weaponize your boredom and convert it into deed. Because boredom, 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 boredom is an energy. Boredom, 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 boredom is an energy. Boredom, 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 boredom is an energy. Boredom, 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 boredom is an energy. B, the Gentleman Rhymer, with Boredom. Before that, we had Deal a Dap with While You Were Asleep, and starting off our set was Pepe Deluxe with Lying Peacefully. Decadent 
a bath, figure out math Eat a doozy tower on the garden path But you can't do that, no you can't do that No you can't do any of that Without a hat, you can't do any of that Without a hat You can go ride your bike, go fly a kite Make a sticky sandwich in the middle of the night But you can't do that, no you can't do that you can't do any of that without a hat You can't do any of that without a hat We can talk real tough, huff and puff Say you didn't mean it in all of that stuff But you can't do that, no, no, you can't do that No, you can't do any of that Without a hat, you can't do any of that Without a hat You can be real brave, be real bold Overcome the danger just as good as gold But you can't do that, no, you can't do that No, you can't do any of that Without a hat, you can't do any of that Crystal Bright and the Silver Hands with Without a Hat. Before that, we had Yael Naim with Toxic. And starting off our set was the Bewitched with When All the Freaks Come Out and Play. Thank you. 
internet radio like this doesn't come easy but it does come cheap and you can help pay for it simply head over to madwaspradio.com and click on their donate button to help keep shows like ours on the british airwaves or if you like this clockwork of cabarets this crazy thing we do you can donate to us directly by going to agmealtstudios.com and donating one of multiple ways in fact we'll even take unmarked bills slipped discreetly under the nearest lavatory door.
Soft Lad with Modern Malaise. Before that, we had Phil Collins with I Don't Care Anymore. And starting off our set, because this is the only show where you can hear Cranes with Don't Wake Up and Phil Collins in the same playlist. I wouldn't be without a TV for a day. Not even a minute. Don't even bother to use my brain anymore. Because I'm in it. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Hey, wait a minute. My TV doesn't work. It's broken. What are we going to do tonight? This isn't fair. We're hurting. We got nothing better to do. Now there's no TV and just a couple of brews.
exciting and new. Come on, boys. We're expecting you. And love won't hurt anymore. It's an open smile. It's an open in the middle of a swamp there ain't any charm in our little farm right in the middle of the swamp now nothing's grown since the day we came misery farm is our farm's name we're miserable so miserable down on misery farm so are the animals so are the vegetables down on misery farm Day, we get no pay. We're miserable, so miserable down on misery farm. Now we've got a cart with part of the cart stuck in the middle of the swamp. The old grey mare, she looks at it there, stuck in the middle of the swamp. Digging it out next May, patching it up for Derby Day. We're miserable, so miserable down on Misery Farm. So are the animals, so are the vegetables down on Misery Farm. The hens won't pay, we can't make hay. We work all day and we get no pay. We're miserable. So miserable down on misery farm. We're miserable. So miserable down on misery farm. So are the animals. So are the vegetables down on misery farm. The hens won't lay. We can't make hay. We work all day and we get no pay. We're miserable. So miserable down on misery farm. Evening. You look like you could use a drink. Yeah, I'd like a grasshopper, please. Hey, can we have a grasshopper for the frog? Uh, that, that's Kermit. Kermit the frog. Oh, Ralph. Ralph the dog here. Pleased to meet you. I'm no hyphens, but I get by. Let me guess. Broken heart, right? Does it show? Listen, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as I have, you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain, a shattered dream for every falling star. Exactly. She just walked out on me. 
Yeah, typical. That's why I live alone. You do, huh? You bet. I finish work, I go home, read a book, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk and go to bed. Nice and simple. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. There's something irresistible-ish about them. We grin and bear it cause the nights are long. I hope that something better comes along. I see what you mean. It's no good complaining and pointless to holler. If she's a beauty, she'll get under your collar. She made a monkey out of old King Kong. I hope that something better comes along. Oh, but what could be better than a saucy Irish setter? Or when puppy love comes on strong. Or a collie that's classy. All that he needs a lassie. Gives you a new leash on life. Uh, oh, was that a new leash on life? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Two, three, four. I don't mean to scare you, my friend, but I bet you. Come Father's Day, the litter bug's gonna get you. The urge is righteous, but the face is wrong. I hope that something better comes along. It's fun when you're fetching And agree to see an etching That you keep at your lily pad There is no solution It's part of evolution The bitter patter of souls The little feet of tadpoles uh, Tadpoles don't have feet Oh, sorry about that Two, three, four There's no limitation To mixing and matching some get an itching for a critter they've been scratching. A skunk was badgered, the results were strong. I hope that something better, I hope that something better, I hope that something better comes along. It's not often you see a guy that green. Have the blues that bad. That's Kermit the Frog and Rolf the Dog with uh, I Hope That Something Better Comes Along. And yes, that was a song by Muppets singing about sex. Before that, we had Current 93 with Misery Farm. And starting off our set was Asylum Street Spankers with TV Party. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just ruined your childhood. You're going to go back and watch the Muppet movie and realize... There were lots of dirty jokes. Wow. Wow. There were lots of dirty jokes. Yeah. Also, also, one of my favorite scenes in, in the Muppet movie is the, the date the date scene. <laughs> yes. With, with Steve Martin. With Steve Martin. And w- would you like to smell the bottle cap? Yeah. Would Monsieur like to smell the bottle cap? And can we have straws to go <laughs> with our wine? Yes. I yes. thought you might ask. <laughs> and then he just puts them uh, in there. It, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those scenes that is not funny as a child, but hilarious. Uh, yeah. As an adult, along with the Nazi scientist, you go, oh, 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 
that's a Nazi. Yes. In this whimsical movie about a frog who is trying to escape a southern man who wants to use him to turn his brethren into food. Well, as you know, Lady Addercop, personally, um, personally. I, uh, our listeners may not know, but, but a, a childhood friend of mine, uh, one a one one a, one access to to a pretty prestigious <laughs> Ivy League school because Yale. Be, yeah, he went to yeah, Yale. Yeah, no, let's put him on blast. Okay, okay, yeah. Fucking Yale. He went to Yale University because he wrote a paper about, uh, and it was like two hundred forty nine words. It had to be mm-hmm. two hundred fifty words or less. Uh, wrote a, a paper, paper. Yeah, wrote a paper <laughs> about how the Muppet movie was the history of the Jewish people. Um, I don't know if he's mm. wrong. Uh, but well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that's not the only reason he got into Yale. No, no. Um, but I'm sure. I, but that was the final. That was the paper that he he submitted. He submitted as I uh, mean his his grades are were he was a, a, a very good super student. genius and he also like. Like tested out of every right. science, right, right, math, right. and whatever he was, and then provided them with a paper that was entertaining. Yes, so of course yeah. he got a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so speaking, so, but but the Muppet movie, <laughs> the Muppet movie was uh, a very prevalent. Also, I don't remember him watching that movie any time recently from when he wrote the paper. <laughs> so was, I think he just wrote it purely from memory. I mean, to be fair, it was before the internet was widespread. So the people who were yes. reading the, 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 the essay were also going on their memory right. of the Muppet movie and probably didn't remember the extended or, sex song. Right. Or also the fact that, you know, I'm not sure, like, the provosts or the administrators of of yeah. Yale in 1990-something were actually, had ever actually watched the Muppet, Muppet movie. movie. So who knows? Fair enough. I mean, I, am, I can't throw shade because I am a person who passed their college-level aptitude tests, which those of you in the South will recognize, South America will recognize, South of America, not South America. Yeah. I don't know if they have a class in Argentina. I ain't asking. Uh, I... Again, 250 words, a five-paragraph essay that I had to handwrite at the time uh, about describe a personal hero and how their influence and how that influenced your, your, your life going forward. Oh. And my essay about my personal hero who influenced my life going forward was about Superman. Specifically Clark Kent, actually. Not Superman. About Clark Kent and how he was a very bad reporter. And that influenced you? Yes, because he was an ally. Because even though he was a terrible reporter, and he was Superman, so he had the ability to make himself a good reporter, he was willing to take a back seat to his counterpart, Lois Lane, who put the work in. Because she was not moonlighting as a superhero and actually did the boots on ground, you know, reporting research that was necessary to provide quality reporting. Uh, Even though he was her contemporary and male, he was 
he was content to take a back seat to Lois Lane because Superman was a true ally and therefore a hero worthy of admiration in my in my estimation. Oh, wow. And I got a 10 out of 10 on that essay, and I know I did not deserve it, because as I said earlier, it was handwritten, and I know there were spelling mistakes left <laughs> and right, because I cannot spell. No. Hello. No, no you cannot. No. <laughs> spell check was a boon to my people. But I still got a 10 out of 10 on that essay, and I think it was 100% because people, the whoever was reviewing it was bored, and they were like, Superman? Oh shit, hey! Lois Lane is awesome, and Super and Clark Kent is lame. I agree with your analysis. 10 out of 10. I feel like anyone who doesn't agree with that analysis is, there's something wrong with well, you. Well, I, I think, I think it is a... Understand that the people reading your essay are probably bored. Yes. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes it 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 is beneficial to you to, to write play nonsense. that screwball left field. Right. Write some nonsense. Right. Well, no, I had I had, I felt like no, no a five paragraph essay opening as opening statement three paragraphs of uh of you know. Uh, support for your thesis, thesis and then a, a closing statement. Mm-hmm. I felt that I could write a, a cohesive essay with my statement, which is Clark Kent is a shitty reporter yeah. and the fact that he allows Lois Lane to be better than him shows that he is a true ally and therefore a hero. Uh, I, I felt like I could back that up with, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence in my essay. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure your friend was like, I can back up my bullshit claim that... Oh, yeah. No, he he was... The Muppet movie is an allegory for the struggle of the Jewish people in America uh, with, with some actual, like, you know... Oh yeah, no, he yeah, like this not, is not legit, like maybe not legitimate, but like sounds good. No, no, why well, he 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 was also very good at uh at he he is the person who would would talk people into going to see movies that that oh, were bad that were not necessarily the greatest. Yeah, uh, the 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 best reference is the nineteen. 80s, 90s, no, 90s something movie called Joe versus the Volcano. Joe versus the Volcano is actually a great work of anti capitalism uh, uh, media. That is actually the argument that he would use. It's, he's and, not wrong. And, but it's a bad would, movie. But he would talk about the allegories and all of the examples no, no, in it no, of, of the. He's, of of how Joe is the Joe is the everyman and the struggle oh, and the crooked no, no. and all the lightning the lightning representations oh the and how lightning the, and the fucking the crooked path and, mm-hmm. and all of the yeah no there's no there's, uh, no he would he used that <laughs> argument and would get people to go and see that it's a terrible movie no it's a bad movie yes. I agree with I agree with you it is a but I also agree that it is actually a really good. Uh, uh, rumination on the the yeah. mind-numbing, soul-killing repetition of capitalism. Oh yeah, no, it and is specifically the it's kind the, of drone. Yes, the struggle of the everyman of the yeah. of 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 the uh, nameless. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, office he would, worker. He would talk people into going to see that movie. Yeah, no. And rent that movie. I'm right so, there with him because yes. I'm also the person that also talks people into seeing uh, 
Plan 9. Yeah. And uh, a lot of Ed Wood movies are like, do you want to see somebody's id on display in cinema? <laughs> it's like, and it's, and they're not good movies, but they're interesting movies. Yeah, yeah. I also agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So with like, I would he, write that essay about he, the Muppets yeah, and the Jewish be, experience he, in America. He became a lawyer. Oh, so well, no. a public defender. Oh, so, okay. You well, know, there you go. He only lost a little bit of his soul. No, no, no. no he's no, doing he's, good work. He's doing good work. Good he? on you, man. He, good on you. Yes, uh, yes. Email the clockwork coverage email dot com and let's discuss <laughs> about how the Muppets and Joe versus the volcano expose the seedy underbelly underbelly of capitalist America and the <laughs> bleak outlook that 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 uh, the nineteen seventies and that those and 90s. movies ex- <laughs> at lay bare. No, because there's an extended sequence in Joe versus the volcano with a flickering oh yeah uh, no neo, like, the light bulb yes. thing yes yeah a no there's a whole Light. I had to watch that movie many uh, times. I agree with him. I, yeah. <laughs> sorry, no. Emmett, I'm no. sorry. I no, agree it's with fine. Him. No, I uh, no, I appreciate that movie because of the of of what yeah. it represents. However, it is it's a not good. it's not a good movie. No, Ed Wood movies are not good, yeah. but they are interesting. Yes. Yeah. They lay bare the psyche of one specific man yes. in a way that is fascinating. And, and terrifying. Uh, and terrifying. And also, I, I'm, I'm always going to have a little soft spot for people who have more ambition and more talent. Or more ambition than and talent. bigger ideas than talent and budget. Yeah. Because uh, like, there's a lot of things that I see there that I'm like, oh, I can see where you thought you were going with this. But then the resources you had available yeah. to you at the time. And also, you were very drunk, Mr. Ed. And you should have definitely <laughs> cut that extended blackface routine. Well, yeah. And, but yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Uh, oh yes, and with the that anthropo, like when you want to, <laughs> no, it's just, just when when you think too hard about the shit you like, right? This well, is what happens. Yeah, well, you know, like there are some movies out there that. That it's very, very obvious, like, you know, Lion King is obviously Hamlet. And, right, right, and, but, like, and, but, like but taking, but taking a terrible, a Disney right, lens. but terrible, but a ter- taking a terrible movie and trying to find some inner depth well, what's more interesting or... about the terrible movies because that there isn't a big studio backing right. them. You don't get that kind of filtration that happens yeah. with like because Lilo and Stitch, the lead designer on Lilo and Stitch, drew porn. Right. And you can kind of see that in some of the character yeah. designs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there it is. So like, I find. Yeah, I find a lot of that when you don't have the big studio, you don't have the money backing you. I find that the the um, psychology that seeps through the the media, uh, especially in low budget shit, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, well. and I'm sure someone someday will analyze this podcast and be like, "Wow, these two whores were really fucked up." <laughs> Oh my God! Have, did you look at the re- did you look at the playlists? Wow, that says a lot about their psyches. 
mostly about mine because I'm the one who picks all the music. But mm. yeah, who knows? It's just our 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 my my emotions are laid bare. Our our, our psyches are laid bare with this the yes. clockwork of cabarets. And it's, if you like this raw exploration of our deepest don't have inner to do that. turmoil, we've already. We already have a, did the donate thing. We did the donation yeah, thing. Yeah, we did that already. Earlier. Oh, yeah, you don't. Well, have if to... you just want to see our raw psyches, yeah, um, laid bare, laid bare, laid bare. Yes. Uh, we have an OnlyFans. We do not have an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting this off now. All right. <laughs> but on my OnlyFans, only I read poetry. We're done. And with <laughs> and that, I show you works of art that mean a lot to me no and with that this has been the clockwork cabaret she is lady at her house i'm very much davenport and it's not work we do it's problematic yeah diamond lights express with me mark taylor broadcasting once a month wednesday evenings 8 p.m here on mad wasp radio why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, most-